couple of events that took place um, on Facebook. You know, you get notifications. I got a new telephone, so I don't really know how to subdue those things. And so uh, I, I'm still learning. So I, got, I get all of the notifications at this time. So one of the notifications was somebody speaking about my pastor, and I kind of got in my feelings about it. And I just left it alone because I figured, like, I needed to do other things with my life. And my pastor did not disappoint. He came back with what a Holy Ghost answer to this gentleman. And the gentleman had nothing to say because my pastor lives his truth, God's word. And it was just amazing to be able to see that. So, and then right after that, there's a, a gentleman that I'll, he will remain unnameless. He is not an apostolic by any means. He is a pastor of a church. And he was somebody that I was somewhat friendly with in my pre-Holy Ghost years. So that'll let you know that was a long time ago. But his post said this, and you, get, you guys may just read it. I said, just want to clarify something. After studying the Bible on a daily basis for several years, it's very plain that there's only one way to get into heaven, and that's making Jesus the Lord of your life. And that's true. And then he follows it up saying, it's not even sin that sends people to hell. It's refusing his sacrifice for your sins. It's not about good or bad, how, how, you, how good or bad you've been or how good or bad you are, but have you asked Jesus to forgive you? That's the first step in the right direction. And so the first thing that I did is I went immediately to the comments to see if anybody said, well, maybe sin does have something to do with whether we make it or not. Because I remember the scripture where Jesus told them, well, they came to Jesus and they said, haven't we done all these wonderful things in your name? And he said, depart from me, you full-time workers of iniquity. He didn't say you full-time workers, but he said, you workers of iniquity. He said, I never, I never knew you. And if I work, if I got a job and they say I'm a tree climber, I don't, I don't not get in trees because I'm a tree climber. If I'm doing my work, I'm going to be inside trees. So Jesus was talking to folks who were workers of iniquity. So I found that statement somewhat troubling, but it reminded me of what had came to my mind in prayer earlier in the week. And what had come to my mind earlier in the week was what we do today. And what we do today is we hand out awards for people who don't win, you know? So if, uh, and not that we, we say that, you know, we participate in group sports or anything at all like that, but group sports do exist, and they are here, and so they do hand out awards for them, whether we like it or not. But when somebody participates, even the losing team, they give them trophies that say, hey, you did a good job. You participated. And so I went to gemsawards.com, and they said, handing out participation trophies emphasizes other values that are more important than winning such as teamwork, sharing, and hard work. Kids who receive participation trophies learn the positive impact of developing social skills, leading an active lifestyle, and trying new things. How's that sound? What I took from that is kids who receive participation trophies learn the positive impacts of developing social skills. What kind of social skills are our children developing if we can't teach them the art of losing, 
Losing is a very important part of life. Not coming in first is all right. Coming in fifth or sixth is all right, too. Coming in last is even acceptable because it makes coming up a little bit easier, right? Just because an, af- just because an athlete works out, that's right. Just, just because an athlete, if he works and he practices and he wins a few races, it doesn't mean, mean that he's ready for the champion, championship or that he's a champion, right? But social justice says that, oh, so social justice doesn't say that, but we know that learning, losing is a, is a part of life. It's a way to learn how to do better the next time. Just because I sat in the pew, just because I got the Holy Ghost in 2001 and sat in the pew and know how to wear a suit or dance and clap and run and shout and amen at the same time doesn't make me a winner. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Brother Darren is participating in the race. That was for me. That's what I got when I was in prayer. I felt like God was telling me just because you're showing up every time and not missing and doing what you think you're supposed to do, it doesn't mean that you're even running the race. Wow. How about this? If you went to a baseball team and your son or daughter, son, happened to be on the winning team, your nephew, whoever, happened to be on the winning team, and you saw the losing team, or you saw a kid crying, how would it make you feel if you saw the little loser kid's, now he's not a loser like that, okay? But what if you saw the little loser kid's mom walk up to him and said, honey, you won. Don't, don't listen to what those other people are doing. You're winning. You already won. You won. You're on the winning team. You're on the winning team. What would we think about that parent? She's not teaching him right. She's, she does, she's, she's not giving him any, any, there's no goal in life. You really don't have to try. So we, we got kids out in left field just twiddling their thumbs, and they get a shiny new trophy. How is that? So if I'm running a race, what kind of trophy am I going to get? What am I teaching my kids? So we're taught the other doctrine, the false doctrine, uses part of the truth. And what they say is that we win. You'll hear, how many times have you heard that? In the end, hey, in the end, we win. We win. And that's all true. That's very true. The Bible says he, Satan, will go down to deceive the nations, call Gog and Magog in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for a battle, a mighty army, as numberless as the sand along the seashore. And I saw them. They went upon the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and beloved city. But fire from heaven came down, attacking the armies and consumed them. That's Revelations 28 through 9. It goes on to say, then, God, then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire, burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, and they there will be tormented day and night forever. They're not getting back out. There's no get-out-of-jail-free get card. So they are really the losers, so we do win. But when we, when we read, when we are told, when we are whispered by the deceiver, the Bible says that many false prophets shall shall rise and shall deceive many because iniquity shall abound. And that was the first thing he said. He said it's not even about the sin that sends people to hell. And he pastors a church. And he preaches to a church. And I don't think it's just pastors that believe that. 
But the comments, I didn't see one comment that said, hey, but isn't sin wrong? It was all about that God had died for our sins, and no matter whether we sin or not, he's, he's just going to forgive us, and we can live any way that we want to. Okay, so finally, I will say this. Today, my coach is my pastor, right? And it is him, but it is also the Holy Ghost that is inside him. And that Holy Ghost that's inside him, according to the Word of God, is the same Holy Ghost that's going to lead and guide me in all truth. So I'm going to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony, but I'm going to obey them that have rule over me. And for that reason, I'm also going to be on the winning team. He says, what does my practice look like? It means that I come to church 30 minutes early and pray. Pray, 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 Brother Darren. Come to church and pray. He says, so that I, I don't get on my telephone when I'm tired at the end of the night. And I just, I think about God's word. I read his word. I talk to him. I, I commune with him. I tell him how much I love him. And it's crazy how it works because as I do that, I am encouraged. I can hear God in the back of my ear saying, that's it, Darren. You can do it. I hear the word of God telling me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I hear that I'm an overcomer in the back when I want to give up, when I start to feel bad, when I feel down on life because life Life, life is down. What's, what does it say? another place in the Bible. Where is it at? 2 Timothy 4 and 3. It says, For a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap themselves up teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fable. So I think about tonight, and I think about being here and the responsibility for me. For me, it's a huge responsibility to handle the Word of God. Because I could, I could, what if I mishandled it and you believe something that I said that wasn't right? My goodness, what a responsibility that would be for me, right? But because of their own lust, they had itching ears and they would rather believe a lie, the Facebook lie. That really, really all we have to do, it's not about, it's not even about the sin that we're going to do or the sin that we have. It's about following Christ. And that is, there, that is true in the right context that if we put God first, but if we put God first, we, we won't have that type of working sin in our life. Right? The Bible says that he, the Bible still says that he who sins is of the devil. That's right, yeah. So how could we pull out, we can just live in sin and, and be God's, God's chosen people. Okay, and it continues on, it says, but watch in all things that endure, and here's what it says, but watch that in all things endure afflictions. Endure afflictions. How, do, how does anybody feel when you're on the losing team? They even say, man, they punished us. I mean, you feel bad. And they even use the word like, they, 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 what happened? Well, they beat us. Well, if I get beat up, I mean, you, you know what I mean? I've been afflicted. I've been afflicted. But the Bible says that, but watch in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make foolproof by ministry. It didn't make a difference 
what Paul's, when Paul was talking to Timothy, it didn't make a difference whether he went through some bad times, whether he in, had some afflictions. He said, go through those inflections. Every day is not going to be a winner. Every day is not going to be a winner. Some days are going to be bad. But what are we supposed to do? Endure. Endure. The Bible says he who endures till the end. Right? Okay. Make foolproof thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, are you ready for this? So, social justice says that if I'm on the losing team, somebody's going to come out and hand me a shiny little plastic trophy. And I'm going to be, and they're going to say, you know what? Well done. Good job. You did a good job, even though you really didn't. What if you didn't? What if you didn't win? What if you didn't even finish the race and they handed you a trophy? Huh? I would dare say that some folks are handing out trophies and the race isn't even over yet. I ain't got my trophy. But here's what it says: I have finished my course. I have kept the faith henceforth. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous, shall give me that day. And not me only, but them that are also in his appearing. The glory in his appearing. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I get a trophy, but it's, it's not a shiny plastic trophy. And the reality is, is Brother Darren, I'm not going to get that trophy unless I endure until the end. I've got I've to make it all the way. I've got I've to run the race. I've got to remain steadfast. So this evening, my encouragement to, to everyone, to myself, to be honest with you, is to continue to run the race. No matter what's going on in life, no matter what's holding you back, no matter how hard the enemy comes and afflicts you, endure. When, when your husband gives you fits or your wife gives you fits or your children give you fits or you're in prayer and you realize that you're giving God fits because I give God fits, and I realize sometimes he tells me you're giving me fits. And I need to make sure that I'm I need to make sure that I'm in the race. I need to make sure that I'm still running. I need to make sure that I'm still staying steadfast. I need to make sure that I'm still pushing. I want to make sure that I'm still enduring until the end. Because I want to make it. I want to make it. Sister Tori, you come help me out. I want to make it. I want to finish the race. I want to finish the race. I know so many people are worried. You know what? It is, I thought about this. Whenever conversations take place in these threads, in these various places, one of the first things they say is, what about the thief on the cross? You know what's crazy? These are the same people that go, ain't nothing I can stand worse than a liar thief. And that's if they're lied to or if somebody stole something from them. There are two things I can't stand. That's a liar and a thief. But you know what? They won't spit to put their neighbor out if he's catch on fire. But they're worried about this thief on the cross. I believe every word that Jesus said. I believe every word he said when he said he was going to see him. He repented. He was, he was under he was under a different dispensation. Jesus had Jesus Christ had not yet been glorified. 
son. We have hope today. Jesus Christ. That's right. Hey, Jesus Christ has been glorified. The Holy Ghost did come. You know what I mean? Through obedience, we can receive the Holy Ghost if we repent, if we turn from our sin. We. Whoa. Really? Well, I'll tell you what. I want to win the race. I want to endure until the end. I don't care if I get first place. I just want a crown. I want to get there, and I want my crown. I want him to tell me. I want him to tell me, "Well done," and I don't want to get pla a plastic trophy. I want to get that 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 crown. I want that crown. Well, as my pastor would say, "Whoa, glory! Oh, glory! Oh, glory!" We praise you, Lord. We thank you this evening, God. What a privilege it is to be here tonight. What a privilege it is to be here with my brothers and sisters. Well, I wish I could remember all of the announcements that there are. I do know one for sure, that right now there's a holiness conference going on in Junction City. And uh, my wife and I and the rest of the family, we're going to be there. And we'll be back on Saturday so we can make it to church on Sunday. Now, Sunday we will be having Sunday school. So we'll be here at, what is it, 11? I don't think it's 9 o'clock. Well, I, I guarantee you this. I know this. I know that pastor is going to send out a group text to everybody. So if you guys don't get a text, is it 10? Okay. Thank you, Brother Tucker. Thank you, Brother Tucker. The, uh, yeah. So. You're coming in late. Yeah, 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 that's right, Sister Rainy. Keep running the race. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I think we'll forego the offering. If you have tithe or offering, hold on to it until Sunday, and then we'll be sure to pick it up then. I do believe we're going to have uh, Brother Jared Holcomb. Was the last I heard, he'll be here to preach the message and this Sunday. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. We've, uh, as the years go by, he's becoming one of my favorite uh, ministers. It's just, uh, just seeing him, the, the very first, the, I still remember that. I tell him every time I see him, almost all the time, I still remember the first message that he ever gave. And I still remember, I mean, I remember feeling the Holy Ghost in the, and you could tell he was nervous. I remember feeling that, I mean, I felt the Holy Ghost. And then the next time I came, it was like the guy had been preaching forever. I couldn't believe it. Well, excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. That's my wonderful wife. Then, then that's another thing. I just don't want to use this as a platform for like politics. But yeah, please pray for, yeah, yeah, please pray for yeah Israel. They're they're yeah they're God they're God's chosen people. So let's pray for Israel. And you know what? Let's pray for our pastor. He's not here right now, so we don't we don't you know we I want him here. I'm gonna wish he was here, but he he that he does deserve a break. So all right. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Uh, for enduring me in Jesus' name. You're dismissed.